a, it's a shame, man. <laughs> Is that all you got? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was tripping out thinking about Perry Marshall, to be honest. Uh, well, that's because, cool you know, Perry Marshall. I expected a little more. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shremko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there. Welcome back to Think Act. Get episode 16, Ezra Firestone, with my co-host as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? Good. Thank you, Ezra. How are you today? I'm good, man. And I'm making no excuse. <laughs> now, why would that be? Actually, I'm probably making a few excuses. But the reason for that is that we're talking about excuses. And here we go with this one, man. This one, this one I think is going to rile people up a little bit uh, because it's a very heavy topic. It's something that you know we all have. So Basically, the question we're asking is, what are the reasons that you're giving yourself for why you can't? So what are your excuses? What are you being victimized by? And common victimizations for people include things like jobs, families, friends, locations, genealogy, sexual energy, money, religion, and the list goes on. And basically, what they are fundamentally are the things outside yourself that you hold as reasons that you can't do or be something. So excuses, what are they? What role are they playing in your business and in your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. This is exciting. And just for listeners' notes, I don't see these show notes before we go live, so I'm fresh off the plate on every episode. When I think of excuses, I'm thinking of those little voices inside your head that that we can obey or ignore. And also the topic of constraints sort of comes to mind for me. Like you said, I think a lot of these things outside that you hold as reasons uh, have something to do with the filters that we've placed or labels that have been put there and installed by others that we might want to question from time to time. I agree, man. I think I think they're so commonly sets of conditioning that we've picked up that have that may or may not have merit. And it's just a question of looking at that stuff. And really, I think excuses are a way of not taking responsibility for yourself or your life or your business or whatever it happens to be. And one little tip is that if you want to communicate with someone, it really helps to get to whatever level of responsibility that they are at. So you can't tell someone who's complaining about their relationship or their partner or whatever that they're responsible and that they have choice in how their relationship goes. They won't hear you. But if you get into an agreement with them first, you can get them to hear you. So it's a bad strategy to discount someone's excuses. That's going to make them angry. That's going to piss them off. So we're back to acknowledgement here. You acknowledge where they are and don't disapprove, mind you. Just acknowledge it and approve of it and say, hey, man, that sounds rough. You know, She's being really mean to you. And then follow that with, hey, here's where I think you have some control and can take some responsibility in this situation. So excuses are a dangerous thing to, um, to fight people on because people hold on very, very tightly to the excuses that they have. Two things come to mind there, Ezra. One is the a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. And that's in uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie, which means you can't talk someone around. <laughs> if, if, they're, if they believe in something, you can't really convince them against it if they really do hold that belief. You, you just... Basically, you can't re-educate people just just by confronting them all the time. And the second thought that comes to mind is that your 
uh, approach of agreeing with them at first is like the copywriting maxim um, where you join the conversation going on in someone's head or the spin selling technique of the S in spin stands for situation. That's finding out and discovering where someone's at before you try and move them to the result you want. So in a sales process, you should find out everything about someone's situation. Then you talk to them about the problems. Then you aggravate those problems and, and extend them into implement you know implications. And then you provide them the solution. And the whole point of the sale is to move from one situation to a better alternative situation. And you can't really do that unless you meet them at the starting point. So it's a great technique. Yeah, I love it. And I've, I've recently picked up a book we talked about on the show called Instant Influence, or at least I think we talked about it on the show, did we? I've talked about it several times. It's, it's the only framework that I've found that can help someone convince themselves uh, to help people who are unmotivated. So I'm sure we have talked about it in a previous episode. Yeah, and I am loving it, man. This guy is brilliant. If you haven't, if you're interested in, in a method for basically having people walk themselves through a process of changing their mind about something, it's a good book. Yeah, so we're six minutes in and we've already dropped three book resources. You could probably tell listeners that we love to read and devour information on this stuff. So we will share these links in the show notes. The best place to get the show notes is to go and have a look at thinkactget.com where we put each of the episode podcasts for streaming and we always put links to things that we talk about. We had some really fun comments about some of the links in the last episode. Uh, someone particularly enjoyed the link I put off to my favorite video about the secret and how I feel about that woo-woo-ness about it. Yeah, we've got that coming up too a little bit later in the show. So here's an interesting question, right? Because when I, when I look at the people in our circle, right, the folks that, that you're dealing with in, in the Silver Circle, in the Mastermind, are all fairly high-level entrepreneurs and business owners, right? I, nobody is under six figures in the group. So I think an interesting question is, and, and this goes on because obviously we both got subscriber bases that are beyond just our masterminds, but what are the common excuses that you see people making in their businesses, you know, as someone who deals with people's issues for a living? It's almost always, don't have enough time. That's the excuse for not doing something. And keep in mind that I only ask people to do one thing in a whole week. Uh, it could be as simple as just buying a whiteboard and they mightn't be able to achieve that in a whole week. And, and when you sit down and when you actually highlight that, it does seem ridiculous that out of seven full days, you can't actually procure a whiteboard. That's just a, a simple example. And the excuse might be, I don't have time. And what they're really doing, and this is a great technique, when someone says an objection to me, being a salesperson at heart, I actually reframe that as a question. When they say, I don't have time, I rephrase that as, what you mean is, how can you make this important enough that it takes priority over the other things that you must have done in the last seven days? Exactly. Because that's the thing, man. I get that a lot too. Is I, I, and, and I use that one. Oh, I'm really busy with this. And, and that's why I'm not going to do this other thing. But the truth of the matter is, whatever I'm doing, I have as the most important thing. And I really have plenty of time. I get a lot of stuff done. And if there's something that I'm consistently not doing, it's really not because I don't have enough time. It's because that thing is not near as attractive as whatever else I've got going on. Well, that's the other thing. As entrepreneurs, we're quite often enticed by a cunning marketing technique, you know, this the bright, shiny object or BSO syndrome. It's 
really boring to get. Did you say, did you say BSO? Yeah, bright shiny object. Oh, okay. I thought you were ma- referring to uh, WSOs, the products that people buy. No, and, I you know, probably 70% of our listeners wouldn't even know what a WSO and yeah. should never have to look it up. But for the yeah, for BSOs, bright shiny objects, they are designed to be more compelling and interesting and, and curiosity-based and paint big pictures of dreams and hopes and they get you all excited and you abandon the boring stuff. And a simple boring thing would be split test an advertising campaign to a split-tested landing page, which has a split-tested offer page, which has a split-tested shopping cart checkout. So doing those four things could get you uh, 50 or 60 times result. And I was reading something from Perry Marshall recently. He's got a new book coming out, which is, looks awesome. I love that guy. Yeah, well, his new book is phenomenal. I've um, been lucky enough to review it. And uh, so I'll mention it when it comes out. But just doing the boring stuff like that, is going to get you the results, but we tend to be lured away by other things. And the marketers are quite clever because they instill the excuse into the sales messaging that people can actually buy into. And then if they believe it, they're hoodwinked and they get taken off track. It's a, it's a shame, man. Well, you know, Perry Marshall runs a retreat in Hawaii, or he has in the past. He does, yeah. It's, which is what I was thinking about. He's a class, class act. Anyway... The point is that the most common excuses I see are all fixable and it's usually I don't have time. That's a very common excuse. Time is one of the things that people are easily victimized by, right? It's one of these things that they can assign responsibility outside themselves and say, oh, well, you know, I don't have enough time and that's not my fault, right? Well, ponder this one. The, the, where's the most? Where are most people spending their time? It's probably plowing through their inbox and what is the inbox – The inbox is your to-do list that other people add tasks to. Whoa. Yeah, so they've handed over their time to other people, and that's where it starts. So one of the best way to eliminate excuses is to take more responsibility. Once you take responsibility, you can grab hold of excuses and just demolish them. And I'm going to share with you a technique that I learned from one of my great mentors, and that's this guy called Bruce. And Bruce, it's a strange name, but he used to call up all the salespeople and he'd sit them down in, in a conference and he'd say, right, I want you to, I'm going to put the clock on now for the next 10 minutes and I want you to write down all the excuses you have as to why we're not reaching our sales targets. You know, maybe it's the market, maybe our product's not good, maybe our prices are too high, maybe we're not dealing with the right decision makers. So write down all your excuses. And he'd put the the clock on and then he'd go, okay, stop. And they'd say, okay, now pick up the list and tear it into 100 pieces and throw that shit out because there are no excuses. (laughs) So... Um, he he literally had the excuse list exercise, and I found that really helpful with salespeople who I was training. When they'd come, they'd just rattle off this crap, and if you know about the the eighty twenty rule, you'll know that you know there's no such thing as average sales. One salesperson is always going to be the underperformer, and another one's going to sell ten times more than everyone else. That's just how it works. 
And the one who sells a fraction of everyone else is going to tell you that it's all about the market or the product's not right or whatever, but they're just excuses and they need a new way of looking at it to be able to get to the same point that the person selling 10 times more than everyone else has arrived at. And you know, I love that exercise. I want to turn that into the weekly willpower wager when we get there because I've got something for the weekly willpower wager. But I think what's it's such an important exercise and it's a tough thing to do to really look at what excuses are you giving yourself? And that's the, that's the goal of this episode. That's why this episode's a little heavy because it's going internal, right? We focus a lot of time on think, act, get, on external things, sort of reaching outward, looking outside ourselves. And this episode's a little bit more about looking inside about what are you telling yourself? What are the reasons you're telling yourself? And I just think it's an interesting exercise. And so I'd like to... Um, hop into the weekly willpower wager and what I had was as you go through life for over the next seven days at least once a day identify an excuse that you're making for yourself right and excuses can be positive things too for example I was up at 2 a.m. last night working and I really would have liked to sleep in today but I had the excuse of think act get right I had to get up for tag so I had that excuse and that's why I did this thing and we'd like to know what your excuses are what are you victimized by or held back by in your life uh, we'd like to know in the comments. Yeah, and I'm going to give you a tip. Rephrase it as a question when you identify what it is. So if it's that you don't have enough time, then ask yourself the question, what can I do to take back control of my time? What can I do to be more responsible with the way that I'm allocating my time? So usually most problems can be solved if you phrase it as a question to yourself. And I think that the, the tip that you gave is a really good one that in our day and age as business owners, a lot of the folks, a lot of you listening are you know, interested in business and entrepreneurship and that kind of thing. And we do spend a lot of time on email. We do spend a lot of time on social networks. If time is your big one, which a lot for a lot of people it is, have a look at really where you spend your time. Like I would write this down. I'd, I'd go through a day or a couple days and have a look at where you're spending the bulk of your time. If it's in your inbox, then go through inbox relief or just set the times, do the old Tim Ferriss strategy where you only check it once or twice a day at certain times. I think it's an important exercise to have a look at that. Cool. All right. So it must be time for news and updates. News and updates, baby. We got Fast Web Formula 4 coming in June. Sydney, it's going to be really fun. I hear the weather's going to be nice. Clay Collins is going to be there. Shrammels is going to be there. I will be there. And we've got, what, 70, 80 Fast Web Formula members already registered? Yeah, I think we'll see. There'll be more than 100 people there. I was speaking to the um, the staging crew today. We're getting all the, the PA and uh, drapes and lights and all that. You'll not believe how expensive all that stuff is. <laughs> so... It's going to be a quality event, and I really hope you can come to it. I was also having a chat to Clay Collins this morning. He's super pumped about it. He's very, very excited. And I think I've made a little mind map of what I'll be talking about at that event and some of the topics we might have touched on here. But if you like the sort of things we talk about in Think Act Get, then you're going to like the event because I'm just going to just open up the kimono, so to speak, and share with you exactly what I'm doing in my business. Plus, we'll be recording a Think Act Get episode live. So you have a chance to be uh, participating in that and, and doing something really cool. And if you're curious about e-commerce, this is the event to come to because I will be 
doing, hopefully I have more than an hour, but it doesn't matter how much time I have. I've got a really killer e-commerce conversion strategy. Uh, essentially, the notes for my upcoming little mini-series that I'm going to release called e-commerce acupuncture, how to get more from your store. And this will be the first reveal of all that stuff about how you can take a store and, and double it without any new traffic. So I'm excited about that. Well, that sounds awesome. Also, uh, just a reminder, we do take voice messages. We've been getting some great comments. We get comments on the blog. We get comments on iTunes. But you can also uh, speak like we had Roman in the last episode. And if you want your voice on our show, just join us. You just dial in and have a chat to us. And you should know that there are a lot of people listening, which we really appreciate. This thing is um, sort of going viral on a weekly basis, which is exciting. So you, whatever you've got to say will be heard. And mention your website too if it's uh, relevant. Uh, it's a great way to get a little bit of airplay. Yeah, definitely do that. We also have our Hawaii Lifestyle Business Retreat coming up September 6th through 8th on the North Shore of Oahu, Hawaii. You can find out more about that at thinkactget.com forward slash products. But in a nutshell... I'm taking you to my home. We are taking you to explore where I grew up and uh, hang out in Hawaii. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I know that it's quite a way out for, from now, the time of recording this. I think we're in May, uh, depending on which country you're in. <laughs> Is it still April where you are, Ezra? Oh, we're May 1st, baby. We hit oh, okay. five. You've, you've just, just clicked over. Okay, so it's a fair way out. If you are interested in coming and you, and you think you're going to be buying a ticket but you're not sure, just flick us an email. Just reply to our broadcast announcement and let us know that you're really thinking about coming. If you want to answer any questions answered, then um, Ezra will be able to fill you in on more details. Yes. Uh, anyways, moving forward, let's get into some comments. We've got Roman coming back at us again, wanting to clarify his speak, you know, what he said to us last week. And so he says, hey, thanks for the episode, guys. I wanted to clarify a couple things. Number one, I said in the beginning and the end that I love the podcast. Number two, Okay, so he, he, and we know that, Roman. We know that you like our podcast. Otherwise, you wouldn't be engaging with us. So thank you. Number two, he says, my point of view about the Hawaii retreat was misunderstood. My fault, certainly. I'm 150% for it, and I think it's awesome to do this in a beautiful place like Hawaii. I tried to explain that I think you have more than a thousand listeners, we do, and it will work for just a few of them, which is cool and normal, but more than a thousand. Less a bunch will not participate on it. And when someone begins a new podcast like Think Act Get, I don't know if I would promote something first that is not going to be a direct add-on to everyone. And don't get me wrong. I think that when someone says something is more exclusive, I tend to love it. I think that being a part of this Hawaii retreat one day is something I'll do. Um, if I can get accepted, you'll definitely get accepted, man. <laughs> and yes, it's a free podcast and that's cool. And I do the same for my podcast. It was my little take on this. So right on, man. I think we're on the same page on that. And he says about the intro, I like Freedom Motion. I listened to it 56 times and the part that's most repeated in every episode. And I think that the energy and enthusiasm and fun that comes from Ezra and James is just not reflected in this intro of Think Act Get. And when I talked about the logo, I did not mention the website. The website's more than cool. And remember, guys, I love the podcast. Have a great day or night and continue the show. Um, man, he's a, he's a sweetheart. I, I love yeah, Roman. He um, he's also said hi to me on Skype as well. And he's helping me with something in the background. Now, here's a little thing. When you've got a 1,000 listeners, there'll be – now, acknowledge that our podcast is free – uh, except for the time that it takes to listen, and we usually pull in under an hour, depending on how many times we're talking about bananas or whatever. And 
There will, out of those thousand listeners, if you take the Pareto principle, again, the majority of people will be happy to listen for free. There'll be a percentage, maybe the top 20%, that would happily pay several hundred dollars to come to an event like FastWeb Formula. And there'll be the 80-20 the of the top 20 because it's fractal, right? And this is a big concept. The 80-20 of the top 20, there'll still be a percentage of people who would happily pay thousands of dollars. And then there'll be an 80-20 of the top 80-20 of the top 80-20 who will probably pay 10,000 or more, of which I know several of our listeners have spent with my products and services. So there's always going to be a market for a high-priced product than what you think. So in terms of excuses, it would be an excuse of us to not put a high-priced product there based on the fact that TAG is new because it doesn't take a $10,000 purchasing customer more than 15 episodes to figure out that we resonate with them or not. It would probably take one part of one episode for them to, to, to know I, I get these guys. And do you know how I know that? Because we had positive feedback even after just one episode. So hopefully this sort of explodes the thought wave on this. And this is why it's so good that people comment. And this is why I love Roman for commenting on this because it's a perception that you shouldn't lead with a high price. But my philosophy is the exact opposite. We have a free podcast, but we're straight out there with the higher shelf stuff because I already know from my rest of my business that it takes pretty much the same effort to sell a high price product as it does for a low price product. Which is a lesson that I am learning. And I'll tell you what, man, and, and we talk about this in the circle on a weekly basis, but one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that we've got limited time and energy, right? We're both doing a bunch of different stuff. So the question is, what's going to be the most fun and fulfilling thing to do, right? What's, what was going to be the most fun and fulfilling and exciting offer to make to the Think Act Get community? And we decided on a business retreat. Yeah. And, you know, you should do things that really excite you. So that excites me a heck of a lot more than a $20 ebook on, you know, the best of Think Act Get or some schlock like that right so we're just doing stuff yeah. that we enjoy let's face it neither of us have to do this podcast but i love it you make me laugh ezra because you're one funny dude oh that's good thank you i appreciate that man i don't think of myself i guess i always was the class clown and you know i think i just talk about weird stuff and people think it's funny so i'll take it anyways let's move on to paul <laughs> paul talking about confidence and he says that secret video is a classic Pretty much sums up how I feel about the whole thing too. What's he talking about, James? I put a link to my favorite video about The Secret and there's uh, a team in Australia called The Chaser and they actually tested out The Secret Theory, which is, you know, you think about something and then it comes to you. So the best part of the video, I think, is when they, I mean, they lead up to it well, like they'll, they stand outside of dry cleaners and think about owning shirts and then they walk in and just take them off the rack and the shopkeeper's saying, hey, hey, what are you doing? They go, no, no, these are mine. I was thinking about them. And uh, they go into a car park and they were replicating the scene where uh, Shermer is imagining a car space and then just pulls in and the car space is right where he wants. And they do this, they replicate it in their car and they think about a car space and they think about it and they pull into where the car space should be. But unfortunately there's a car there and they smash the car. Anyway, so I think it's a whole load of bunkum. What the secret is, is a phenomenal marketing 
exercise. It's, it's, you know, get on Oprah and the masses will believe pretty much anything. Absolutely. I think that, to be honest, I've never watched the whole thing all the way through. So kind of missing out on that part of culture. Well, quite a few of the people who were in that video have uh, fell upon difficult times. Uh, Ray Williams? No. Was it? What's his name? Ray someone or other. He didn't go so well. And same with David Shermer. There's been some negative press around some of the people who are in that particular thing. And there's definitely some kind of fight over the ownership of it or, or um, you know, some bad blood around the production of it. So it's really interesting to see what actually happens in the background. Maybe people can fill us in on more details or put some yeah, links. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to know what happened to those dudes. And I do want to say that whether or not we're in agreement with the information in the secret there were there are a lot of people who hold the secret as the thing that's responsible as the excuse as the assigned author for their own you know good things in their life and we're not trying to take that away from you if you assign responsibility to the secret for your success then more power to you yeah i think it was james arthur ray who um who had a bit of a problem. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I read about that, actually. Yep. Um, all right. We've got a five-star iTunes review that came in just a few minutes ago from Bert Purdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Bert. He says, I listen to you every day if you posted a new episode daily. I listen to this while running, while driving, while mowing the lawn. You have great chemistry, and it really makes the show entertaining, but most importantly, motivating. Awesome. Love to move. That's the whole point. We want to move people. And... I selfishly get moved a lot from this show. I, I actually am delighted to turn up to these calls, find out what we're talking about, and then discuss it straight out, you know, straight off the chest, unscripted. These things are as unscripted as you get. This is literally a conversation about stuff that we're interested in. And I got to give it to you, man, because I do have a good, you know, hour beforehand to think about the topic. Right? You're coming. You're coming cold. Yeah. And we have minimal edits too. I do want to acknowledge our editor who does a great job of splicing our, um, both of our sides together. So just from a, a operational perspective, Ezra and I each record on our own side and then uh, our, our um, editor, Titai, actually takes both tracks and blends them together, uh, cuts out our ums and ahs and gaps and gaffes if there are any. Of course, there's very few, <laughs> and uh, and makes us sound better than we really are. And then what we do is we actually run the finished product through software called Orphonic.com, which will clean up and balance out levels and stuff. So I highly recommend it to anyone who's publishing videos or audios. It's free and it's easy to use, Orphonic.com. All right, we've got another review here. Actually, we've got some notes. These are like Facebook comments. Is that right? Well, I figure, you know, why not acknowledge the people who are commenting on Facebook? They're giving us feedback too, and I really appreciate them. So I figured I'd put those in here as well. Yeah, so Mitch was talking about the Australian National TV Network put a story on today about a professional cuddler in America. Kathy Sandler has a site called The Snuggery. (laughs) She didn't want to spam. And everything can be found on Google. But how funny is that? And we just brought it up, Ezra. Uh, Oh, my God, the universe again. I'm going to have to check check out The Snuggery. Remember we were talking about cuddlers and all that kind of stuff? I don't know how. Oh you yeah, yeah. We were talking about the difference between cuddling and hugging. How do you be and... a professional cuddler, though? <laughs> I, uh, my thought would be to look that one up. My expectation about a professional cuddler would, would simply be that they're getting paid for it and that they're probably considered reasonably uh, authoritative on it. That's I don't know. Ah, that's what I expert. think about a professional. 
expert cuddlers. And just to throw out there for Facebook, I posted that little uh, picture of us being number one on the uh, business charts on iTunes. For everyone who gave me love on that picture, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I got like you know a bunch of comments and likes and stuff on that one. So uh, that's very kind. Thank you, uh, Rebecca. Yeah, says. I love having something stimulating to listen through the day as I do not watch TV. You both deliver great content and value. Thanks, Rebecca. Nice. Uh, Shannon said, awesome share, Rebecca. Thank you, Ezra and James, for the great information. So this is the nature of, of today's content marketing, isn't it? You put content out and then people share it with other people and that's how they find out about it. And and you know, I talk about this a lot with the new way of doing SEO and, and my approach on it, Own the Race Course. A lot of it revolves around having share-worthy content. Uh, and then so Rebecca shared it and Shannon found it and then Matthew found it and said, very cool, Rebecca. Are we able to subscribe to Ezra Firestone's podcast? Oh, well, yes, Matthew, you can. If you go to iTunes, you can actually synchronize it with your portable device. Another way to get our show is to go to Stitcher. And that will also stream on, on different devices. And you can join our email list and we'll email you every time there's a new episode. I want to talk for a second about SEO because, you know, uh, I've spent a lot of time and energy and brain power with my head focused around the subject of search engine optimization and how do you get your pages to be considered the most relevant results for whatever search queries you want and what different types of media formats rank and all this different kind of stuff. And I will just say, I'm just going to throw a testimonial out there for OTR. I have done absolutely no SEO for Smart Marketer, right? I'm not running, I'm not building links to it. I'm not doing press releases. I'm not worrying about um, keyword optimizing my pages. Like, I'm just like, I've just not put any attention on SEO for the site. And, you know, if I did do some of my old school SEO strategies and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure I could increase rankings and all that. But I'm getting significant amounts of traffic just from OTR, just from putting out good quality content socializing it, sharing it. And I do boost it with a little small amount of Facebook ads, but it's just incredible how much more fun the process of generating traffic through delivering high quality content is than the process of generating traffic through doing old school SEO techniques. Same thing. I, uh, and I've got much, much higher quality traffic, mind you. Well, it's, it's relevant traffic and that's, that's how it works. You really the, the easiest way to nail this is to go to your help desk or to look in your inbox but on a timer and find out what people are asking you and then answer it. Today's post on superfastbusiness.com was me answering a comment that someone posted on my previous post. I put out a thing about capacity, an episode on, you know, which is kind of very related to the topic of excuses. I covered this whole topic on what will break first, you know, and someone made a comment, they told me their story, and then I'd put a whole episode out, my listener comments episode four, answering that question. Now, throughout that answer, which is fully transcribed to all sorts of extremely relevant marketing terms, and it will actually start generating traffic of its own. And, and a more advanced thing, after you've been doing this for a while, go and have a look in your analytics and if you've set goal values for your opt-ins, like a dollar an opt-in, for example, then you can search for the highest value page on your site in the content search. And now you know which pages on your site are actually getting you the most sales. And then you can just make a few more posts around those particular topics. So this is just letting, letting the market show you what's the most valuable information and just 
staying on topic and being relevant. And let's throw that back to e-commerce for a second. If you've got an e-commerce store, you do the same thing. Go through in your analytics, and obviously you've got e-commerce tracking set up. If you don't, shoot me an email. It's so important if you're running an e-commerce business that you have e-commerce analytics tracking enabled. You go through and you look at what keywords are bringing you the most sales, and then you go out and you get more media formats, more pages ranked for those keywords because they're already bringing you sales. And here's something that people don't do for some reason. They don't look at what keywords are bringing them organic sales, like what keywords they just happen to rank for organically and that are converting keywords, and then go and run pay-per-click ads for those because you know they work. Exactly. So just bringing that back to e-commerce for a second. Let's move on. We've got Rebecca again who says, hey, I love your podcast series, James and Ezra. Once again, you offer so much value for free. I really resonate with your style. I'm going to tune in often. Thank you so much, Rebecca. We are very happy to have you as a listener. Yeah, that is cool. Okay, so let's see. We must be up to... We got we got uh, two two little more uh, comments here. Oh, yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. I can see why you don't want to miss this Yeah, one. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> we can Nader skip that. We can skip says, that. no, no, massive congrats, Ez. Such a rock star you are. Well done, mate. Yeah, Nada is uh, actually an Aussie. He's a very close friend of mine. Um, so I appreciate it, Nuds. And Mike said, nice, Ezra. Well-deserved. These podcasts are one of a kind. Congrats. All right. Now we can move on. Had to get those. <laughs> I'll take the pats on the back. You deserve it, mate. I want to acknowledge that you are a rock star. Thanks, man. And I just want to acknowledge how much acknowledging that you've been doing. I'm getting good at this. I learned this on this show. All right. So let's do the think about it. We've got, we've got to have the customized Ezra intro here. Do I have a think, a custom? All right. You do. Let's think about it. Is that the one? Yeah. I think you do more like a think about it. Oh, think, or like forget about it. Yeah. Do a think about it like that. Think about it. There you go. Okay. So 99% of the failures come from people who have the habit of making excuses. George Washington Carver. I think that pretty much sums itself up, dude. Yeah. Okay. So what's your one? Well, I've got. I've got one by good old Ben Franklin. He says, he that is good for making excuses is seldom. That's a just listener. Ezra's getting a little bit of work done on his skylight and he's going to have to let them in maybe. So yeah, I'm having some work done on my skylight and the uh, the workers are having trouble getting in. So I'm being buzzed every five minutes here. Um, I'm impressed that we've gone this far without a buzz. But anyways, Ben Franklin says... Well, and we're not letting that stop the show though. We, we There's no, no excuses No, today. you got to roll right through. There's nothing. There is no stopping us. He that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. I don't know how much I agree with that, Ben, but I think it does illustrate a point that if you're spending your time making excuses, you're not really getting anything done. Nice. All right. So tag tips. Tag tips, baby. All right. So be willing to question what you think is reality because these realities have been put there by others. They've been put there by you, but maybe not questioned enough. And it it might be your truth, but it might not be someone else's. So sometimes it's good to actually um, question them, to go beyond your assumptions and to see if you can push the limits a little bit. And my favorite technique is just to pose questions. You know, like, is this the maximum that I can do? Or is there a better way I could organize myself to get more done? Is there a way that I could grow my business without putting in more actual time into developing it? Is there a way that I could hire someone to do anything that's repetitive that I shouldn't be doing at all? So by posing really good questions for yourself, you can eliminate a lot of excuses. You sure can. And the the point about 
questioning reality. And the reason that's in there is because one thing that people tend to think is that reality is truth, but it's not the case, right? Like it was a, a commonly held viewpoint. It was real that the world was flat, but that was never true. So you've got to be willing. It's scary to question the world around you, but it's going to benefit your business and life if you do so. Yeah. So what's your one is? I've got something interesting here, which is a strategy for how to maximize the experiences that you're having in your life, right? You're going through life, you're having all these experiences, and the way that you can get the most out of them is to experience them and talk about them in each time period that we have, right? So before the experience, think about that thing, talk about it, you know, like for example, before we started Think, Act, Get, we talked about it. We, we got the most. I was excited about it. I was nervous for my first podcast. Like We got the most out of this experience before it actually happened. Now it's in the process of happening, and we're getting the most out of it there. So while it's actually going on, engage in it. Talk about it. And then the third time period you have, and we're not experiencing this yet, and hopefully we don't for a very long time, is after the thing has ended, you have the chance to reflect on it and talk about it then. So you have these three time periods for any given experience. And if you really want to maximize that experience, then you leverage all of them. Beautiful. All right. So we've been listening to episode 16 of Think At Get. Can you believe we've got 16 episodes out? That's going well. Uh, <laughs> on the topic of excuses. Awesome. And we basically all have excuses, but perhaps we can refine our ability to eliminate them. Tear up the excuse list. I challenge you to do that. Think about all the big excuses you've got right now. What are you putting off? What are you getting distracted with that you could you know, take ownership of or be more responsible for? So I think it's actually got a lot to do with taking responsibility for your outcomes asking the hard-hitting questions that will lead you to the answers that allow you to tear up your own excuse list. And that applies to every part of your life. It's not just business, but it's families, it's friends, it's where you live, how you approach money, religion, philosophy, all that sort of stuff. But everything outside yourself that you hold as truth, you could actually probably do something about. And you know what I love about that excuse list exercise is it's directed towards one specific outcome, right? Why are your sales shitty, essentially? Let's look at all the excuses you have for that. And I think that's a really, I, I like that exercise better than going broad. You just focus it down to one thing. I'm going to actually do that today. Yeah, this is such a, a recurring point in my life at the moment. It's, it's uh, reducing down to the simple elements. And that's when you get total clarity. It's like one of my favorite quotes at the moment. See if I can find it. But it's something about perfection is when there's nothing else to remove i can't even tell you who said it but i i'm enjoying that philosophy and i think that that applies to many areas of your life what were you trying to think of that i said because i'll remember well it's not i don't think it is something that you said i think it's um a quote that i like ah okay <laughs> oh man i thought you were talking about you want to take said. take All credit right. for that quote if you want i'm guilty of having my attention on myself just as much as the next guy so but hey you know what this is what we're talking about is acknowledging the viewpoints that you have and then deciding whether or not you want to keep them. Okay, I'll give you the, the actual quote. It's, Perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, a French writer from 1900 to 1944. And, you know, when it comes down to excuses – if you can remove all your excuses, then you'll have perfection. Boom. 
Think Act Get, episode 16. Thank you so much for listening in. We really do appreciate your time. See ya. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. 